The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Class is now in session. Let's start with a pop quiz, shall we? Professor Eddie Gross is here to help you with your bets. Who you play, where you played them, at what point during the season you played them. Being able to put all of that in context is really important. Let's be sharper about this on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Thursday. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. I still can't get over the look on Ed's face in that video when he's like, it almost looks like you planned it. Maybe you did. Maybe you and Paul got together to come up with this, but it is, there it is. It is so good. You see it? Yeah. Spooky. Spooky, right? In time for Halloween. All right. So Ed, the professor is in the building. He is going to teach us how to be sharper when it comes to red zone offense. Yes, class. So when it comes to red zone offenses, there are a lot of reasons why scoring has been down in the National Football League. And and many people are pointing to other important reasons. Like you look at split safety coverages this season. It's the highest rate it's been since at least 2018 at 42%. And that takes away explosive plays. And it means offenses have to be more patient. But then when they get to the red zone, they're not scoring touchdowns. And that matters a great deal here. The 53% rate of touchdowns in the red zone this season is the lowest rate since 2017. So when we look at the top red zone offenses this season, 
The simple thing to say would be, okay, well, let's back these teams and expect them to score a bunch of points because they are getting touchdowns. We're talking about the Miami Dolphins at 80.3%. They do just about everything right, it seems like, offensively, sans that game against the Eagles. But we're also talking about the Bills. They have a really good red zone offense. The Patriots have a really good red zone offense, even though maybe everything before the red zone doesn't work out for them. Still, though, when they get there, they're scoring at a 72% clip. The 49ers have a good red zone attack. The Rams have also been really good, scoring touchdowns at close to 69%. And then that leads to the question, okay, what do these teams have in common? Well, for some of them, yeah, you're dealing with offenses that can do just about anything they want. But when you're talking about other offenses that are, say, a tad bit more limited, what do they have in common? Well, the ability to rush inside the tackles leads to a more reliable red zone offense. That's why the Patriots are on this list, because they run inside on 95% of their carries in the red zone. They are going between the tackles trying to score that way. The Bills run at a 74% clip between the tackles once they are in the red zone. And to me, looking at successful inside runs matters a great deal more than just looking at how effective you've been in the red zone because red zone offenses are not sticky from one game to the next, one season to the next, but it's possible how effective you are on inside runs. That matters a great deal more. So let's take a look at the top five highest success rates on inside runs. We're looking at the Eagles at greater than 56%. Maybe the tush-push has something to do with that. But these other offenses who maybe don't tush-push as much, they are also really good when it comes to runs between the tackles. The Bills, 50% success rate. 49ers, 49.5%. You got Christian McCaffrey. That certainly helps the cause. How about the Atlanta Falcons? We talk about the outside zone runs so much, but on inside runs, they are also really good at 47.9%. And then the Chicago Bears at 47.5%. They've been really good when it comes to inside runs. We have had the lowest success rate on runs between the tackles since 2019. That's one of the big reasons why scoring is down. When you try and attempt such a run and it's ineffective because your defensive tackles are really good at stuffing them, well, that's going to lead to offenses sputtering, no matter what part of the field you're in. But instead of looking at red zone offense, we need to look at how well teams execute inside runs. That should tell you a good bit more as far as which teams to back scoring-wise, whether it's a game total or a team total. These are the offenses that I like a good bit more to score touchdowns instead of settling for field goals. Again, that list, the Eagles, Bills, 49ers, Falcons, and Bears. These are the five teams to look at as far as turning those field goals into touchdowns, Joe. Yeah, when you brought up the success of the Rams in red zone offense, cracking the top five, that's a team I want to watch moving forward because now you have two established high-end receivers, but the backfield has been changing, right? So Kyron Williams not out there right now. They they went into last Mm -hmm. week and nobody knew who was going to get much of the workload and what happens. They end up losing as a home favorite to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's interesting. Even though I've watched it and I know James Cook has had a nice season, I'm a little surprised at how high the Bills rate and just how poor they've played of late. When you look at all of their offensive numbers, 
and I know from time to time they're going to smash really good teams. That's what they do. And we have concerns about the defense and all the injuries that they have at every level of that defense. But for a team that is disappointing for much of the season, it's amazing how high they rate in every category, including red zone. They're number two in success rate. They're top three in EPA per play, offensive DVOA. Like they're still an elite offense, but we're not talking about them as as that elite offense because of their struggles in the last few weeks. What stood out to me was, do we want to look at some of these teams like Swift, James Cook, CMC, Bijan, uh, for any time touchdown props and look for good numbers and matchups week to week? Absolutely. I, I think that's a great approach here. And obviously the numbers are going to matter a great deal. They always do at the end of the day. But I do think as far as those less heralded running backs who are part of offenses that can run between the tackles really well, maybe they're not the household names like a Swift or a Bijan, but maybe someone who does get a few more carries in the red zone, like a backup running back for these offenses, or again, someone mm-hmm. who we don't talk about very much. Maybe those are going yeah. to have less sharp numbers that you want to pounce on. Like a Deontay De- Foreman for the Bears. Deontay Foreman, like three touchdowns last week. Yeah. Three Great touchdowns example. last week. Like that, that was main part of my handicap with the Raiders game. It was like the Raiders don't do anything well, but the Bears are good at running the ball and they stop the run. At least they can do something well. And Foreman steps in. No, uh, nobody knows what's going to happen. It's like, okay, you're down a few guys already. What are you going to do? Because you got Herbert. Oh, Roshan Johnson's not out again. By the way, it looks like he's going to play this week. He's practicing in full on Wednesday. But what are you going to do? And, and without fields, too. Remember that? That mm-hmm. we're, we're now in the Bajancy era. I don't know if this is going to be the last week of it. Maybe it is on Sunday Night Football. But, you know, and – Foreman just steps in and gets three plus touchdowns. Like, what what were the odds on that? 150 to one that he was going to get three plus touchdowns in that game. And and he still ended up doing it against a very poor team. Historically, the Chargers are bad at stopping the run. They're better this year. It's It's been more about the secondary. So... If Roshan Johnson does go, I'm wondering if that if that's a spot. Because if you're the Bears, you're thinking, okay, we should stick with our bread and butter. Let's not get uh, too crazy here. We're undrafted rookie on the road. We're going to make him throw a lot, even though it's the weakness of the Chargers. But, yeah, touchdowns is a good way to, to look at a lot of this stuff uh, for sure. Because the other names that are up there, like Swift and Cook, CMC, Bijan, you're not getting any value in any time touchdown. But – Whoever the Bears running back is, if it's Roshan Johnson this week, maybe you can, maybe you will. I like that, except for the, the Bills. Like, you know, you were pointing out how you were surprised. And James Cook only has one touchdown this season. So, right. <laughs> and Latavius Murray doesn't have uh, – he has two. So there, there you go. Maybe there's an example where you're, you're getting more value on Latavius Murray because more people are looking for James Cook. But still, it's not like these guys are scoring well, touchdowns every week. But Josh other Allen's teams on this it. list, I think, are. Yeah, Josh Allen go. is there the one go. doing so it. You could look at yeah. who is doing it on the team on that list and then look to find some value there. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Ooh, should and I wonder, I know. too, if those numbers yeah. you know change a little bit because, all right, well, Allen's the one who's going to be carrying the rock uh, when they're inside the three or the two. But maybe it will be James Cook eventually because you don't want to, you know, have all that wear and tear on your quarterback, especially if he's of Josh Allen's caliber. So it is something where, okay, the touchdown rate is low, but at some point that has to skyrocket because at least the ability to run between the tackles is there. I know they have a terrific rush defense. Should we look at Allen to score a touchdown tonight? Plus 190. Ooh. I like That's it. That's a good number. Yeah, that's a really good number. Yeah. All right. Just, you know, jump over the pile. School. We're coming up with bets for tonight. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, Speaking of, uh, are there any teasers uh, we should get to uh, while we have a moment as far as, uh, you know, this slate? Because, yeah, we have a lot of lopsided games, but maybe they, but as uh, Brad Spielberger pointed out yesterday, this is, or it was one teaser Wednesday. Now maybe it's a long week. I don't know. So I prefer teasing teams up, meaning taking the short underdog and going through the three and the seven. This week, it's a lot of opportunities for teasing teams down. So right now, Bill's number, it's gotten so out of hand that you can't do that. The Dolphins number, it's too high. Uh, That looks like a no-go right now. But still in that teaser range, you've got the Chargers, Lions, Chiefs, and Ravens start with teasing teams down. Does anybody have any interest in those? I don't really like them. Maybe Detroit. I'd go on Monday. Lions would be the one for me. Yeah, that's it. Right. Probably so. I, I mean, what do we think about? I mean, we have the chargers as a survivor pick. Is that worth teasing down to two and a half? And I know the Chargers can be a little unreliable at times, but <sighs> if we the think they're going to win this game, then we figure it'll be by at least a field goal, right? Yeah. There is part of me Don't that think it. the Chargers win 35-3 to three this week. Ah, maybe 35-17. Like also, but... I've thought about that too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Season on the line, I could. that wouldn't surprise me. You see the me. real Bajan, like, yeah. come on. Yes, I agree. Right. Uh, of the dogs, do do I want yeah. Levis? Uh, Pittsburgh, I think, at home, plus eight and a half. That's not bad. Mm-mm. No, that one makes a whole lot of sense. I, I might back the Steelers at home, especially after what they performed or how they performed last week with uh, all their receivers back. This is Becky Well Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Kenny Ducey weighs in on his favorite angles for the World Series. That's right here on the BetQL Network.